wonderful people. My name is Simon Javan Okelo. I am in Seattle, Washington, and I am really excited to be here with you today. I have a wonderful uh, guest who is joining me all the way from Nairobi, Kenya. Binti Africa, please say hello to our viewers and our listeners. Hello to everyone tuned in, and hello to you too, brother. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Of course, of course. It's really an honor, uh, you know, to have you on the African Father in America podcast. It's uh, It's been a while, you know, us communicating and uh, preparing for this moment. So it's uh, really an incredible opportunity. I'm going to do a proper introduction. I want to take a minute to just jump straight into our proverb for the day. Our proverb for the day takes us to Malawi, you know, for those who are familiar with Malawi, that's where Lake Malawi is, you know, the deepest lake in Africa. You know, it's not the biggest lake in Africa, but it's the deepest lake in Africa. And uh, it says white teeth are no guarantee. White teeth are no guarantee against bad breath. So if you're watching this, uh, no matter what platform you're on, I want to see your comment uh, with your own perspective on this proverb. And I also want you to share the link to this uh, conversation, you know, just share the link to this conversation, whether you are watching on YouTube, on Facebook, on X, on LinkedIn, those are the pr primary visual platforms where we are, but we're also live on AMP. AMP is a new uh, audio app that was created by Amazon, and we are one of the people who are testing it. So if you haven't heard about it, it's currently uh, available in the US only, uh, but it's really dope. You know, you can listen to any kind of music and basically run your radio show on that app just on your phone. So, uh, again, it's really an honor to be here with my wonderful sister, Vinti Africa, who is doing incredible work, you know, uh, creating a lot of movements in the motherland. And, uh, you know, yeah, you know, let's talk about this proverb. You know, today's proverb is beautiful. White teeth are no guarantee against bad breath. And, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, sister. I missed the last thing you I said. I love this proverb. No, I said this proverb, this proverb is fire. I absolutely love it. It reminds me of um, a song I wrote years ago featuring Nonini. It's called Mutoto Mpotevu. And it was based on a true story. You know, um, a girlfriend called me up and was like, hey, there's a really hot guy you need to meet. And I got myself all pretty and ready, went to meet the guy, but it was Sura Bila Tabia, you know? So, <laughs> white teeth <laughs> don't necessarily mean there's no bad dress there, you know? I love this proverb. It's amazing. Thank you for this one today. Of yeah. course, of course, of course. I want us to try something. Yeah, it makes 100% sense. I want us to try something though. I want us to use your your. I want I want you to take off your headphones because I think there's a bit of an echo. Let's try that uh, because there's a just a little bit of an echo. Let's see if that works better for your audio because I really want to get you loud and clear. Okay. How Say is some. it now? It's perfect. It's perfect. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now I want to share j just three nuggets of wisdom about this proverb, and then create space for you, Binti Africa, to talk a little more about it. You know, so typically during the Afia okay. podcast, I talk about three nuggets of wisdom that 
are aligned to this proverb uh, or the proverb for the day. Uh, the first one here says that don't judge people by their appearances. You know, if you see someone looking uh, beautiful, uh, they might have no teeth. You know, they haven't smiled for you. You're, you're just seeing it from far. Uh, or maybe you <laughs> haven't you haven't kissed them and so you won't know that they have no teeth you know so so uh, be ready to appreciate everything that they have you know that's what this proverb is saying the second nugget is that be careful who you trust you know uh, a lot of people including myself i trust first uh, before i doubt people and sometimes that's a bad strategy i think you should doubt people first before you trust them you know uh, and then Number three, always be mindful of your own actions, you know, take full responsibility. You know, if you trusted somebody in the first place and they did, and they do something bad for you, it's it's your own fault. You know, it's not that person's mis, uh, mistake, you know. Uh, anyway, those are just a few nuggets to get us started. But uh, Binti Africa, I want to create a little more space for you to talk about this proverb, you know, white teeth are no guarantee against bad breath. You touched on it a little, but I want you to just go a little further and share with us what this uh, reminds you about. Mm, a lot. You know, I love your nuggets of wisdom, especially the second one um, about trusting people because I'm the same. And I have tried to be, but very recently I only learned how to say no. And, and then even more recently, I learned to be comfortable with saying no. <laughs> you know because i would always say yes and always want to make everybody else feel safe and comfortable and help them out but um vice versa it would not happen to me or for me from them you know um the expectation i have of for myself and the standard of how i will hold friends and how i accept them into my life and love them and respect them i found was not really how other people would relate with me you know so nikwanashtukasana would be really surprised and broken hearted so many times so i love um i love that and um that's the second part um the third one remind me the, the third nugget <laughs> oh the third nugget yeah yeah it says that always yeah. be mindful of your own actions you know always be mindful yes. of your own actions yeah yes i love that because as well um that for me reads so much um into emotional intelligence you know someone can decide to behave a fool towards you or disrespect you but your reaction really at the end of the day will impact on you you know you can decide to rise up and engage them and have a fight or back and forth of negative words but when you leave that situation and you're alone it's your heart that's going to be burning and feeling really rotten well that's for me so i've learned to also just take myself out of situations you know because it's not about me but the minute i i agree to engage in that negativity then it becomes about me yeah hundred percent hundred percent because you walked in you know you opened the door uh exactly. you know you 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 signed up you know you signed up nobody yes. forced you you know yeah yes. yeah yes yeah. you 100%. can actually choose to you know just remove yourself from that situation yeah i love that i love that uh i see that we are being joined here by a few brothers and sisters uh just make sure you share your own perspective on today's proverb in the comments and uh, you know we will read it towards the end of our time together so that we can 
just give you a shout out and recognize your presence. For now, I want to just take a moment and, uh, you know, introduce, reintroduce you to Binti Africa, who is my special guest today. Uh, Binti Africa is a musician, uh, a host for an incredible show on 254 Reggae Magazine, and also, you know, popularly known as the Swahili Dub Queen, you know. Uh, I just appreciate you for taking the time uh, on a Friday evening in Kenya. Uh, I know you have a new song, Prayer, as well. Uh, I want yes. you, you know, you have a lot to talk about. Uh, I want you to talk about your music, uh, you know. Uh, I want you to talk about your show. But before we get yeah. there, let's go back many, many years back, maybe when you're 8 to 12 years old, uh, and share with us a story, mm -hmm. you know, that, uh, you know, just will help educate us about what it is that drives you. You know, I share my own story almost in every episode of the Affair podcast that when I was eight years old, my mother, who was a second wife in a polygamist marriage, um, started a business. She started a distribution business for milk and bread in our neighborhood where we would go to the depot in downtown Kisumu and uh, buy a lot of crates of milk and bread. And then we would come and and sell it to people who have kiosks in our neighborhood. So she had many people, maybe seven different people, seven to 15 people with bicycles, and I was one of them, wow. you know? And so wow. this taught me the discipline, the, the determination, the focus, you know, uh, and the fighting spirit that, you know, sometime I would go to a shop and I find that they already got milk and bread supplied to them. Then I'll say, well, you told me that you'd take mine too, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. so I would fight with yes. the shop owner. I would say, you promised that you'd buy from me. Why are you buying from another person? You have to take these too, you know. And so they're like, this little kid yes. is, is making me buy his stuff. You know, then they're like, okay, I'll buy, but I can't pay you today. I'll pay you tomorrow. You know, then I say, oh, if, mm -hmm. if you pay me tomorrow, then you have to promise Enough that you'll... No, I say you have to promise that you buy from me for at least a month, you know, then then they're like, okay, okay, you know. <laughs> so, you know, the hustling spirit uh, came from those yes. years, you know. Yes. So I want you to share with us a similar story, you know, that when you think about it, you feel like waking up from your bed and doing what you need to do, you know. Yeah. For me, um, for me, my story is it's all about my grandma, my grandmother, my mom's mom. Uh, Hannah Amani Werike. May her soul rest in perfect power and strength. That was a real lioness and strong woman. She um, actually started the Welfare Society and Mjiwa um, Salama, which is a children's home in Mombasa. She used to do social work for the government back then, you know, for Moi. She was always up and down. And when she would come from Mombasa, I'll never forget. And that time we didn't have um, blow dries or <laughs> there was this way to straighten hair with the um, like a steel kitchener that you put on the jiko, you know, and she would come with her prep of coconut oil that has jasmine in it and everything and make sure she, and choma that hair and dress you all well and gather all the grandkids and we would go all over and follow her on her work, doing her social work with different orphan children, different and collecting people and, you know, organizing and 
what's the word I'm looking for? Delegating and organizing, you know, but all for the strength of the community and for the youth. Like she had this thing, watoto, watoto, watoto. You know, put a lot of effort and love into nurturing um, the youth. And I think, well, I know, not I think, I know that I got a lot of that from her in how I move as well. Um, I don't give up easy. I've been in the music industry for a long time. And um, people always ask, oh, do, don't you think you should have come out? You know, in Kiswahili, would you talk by now? And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> what exactly does that mean? Um, for, for you, does it mean that some, I should be played in a certain channel or, you know, maybe you want to know me in a different way or you expect me to have some scandals on Tuko, you know, for you to know that I've made it, so to speak, you know, it's, it's all relative. Um, the message is what is important and to see that the message I'm giving is uplifting my community because that is so important. Nobody wants to live in, in a stank place or within a poisonous um, community, you know. So we spread love, we, we spread uh, positivity. Man, I love my grandma. She was, ah, she was just so ready all the time. And no one used to mess with her. No one used to, <laughs> she was six foot six tall. <laughs> no one used to mess with her, you know? Yeah. So th thanks for asking me that. Yeah, <laughs> I love emotional. that. I love that because these uh, kind of stories, at least for me, uh, such stories ground you, you know, they, they help you settle down. You know, it's like you're f in this life, at least for me, currently, we are dealing with so many things. We are dealing with social media, we are dealing with family, we are dealing with bills, yes. we are dealing with the news, yes. we are dealing with health, yes. you know, uh, and we are dealing with people like the people who are saying things to you, like, when are you going to make it? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But then when you think about why you started, you know, because this question is about why you started, you know, uh, for example, yeah. I have been researching about why I started Madaraka Festival, even though I know why I started, I've been looking at, for example, why did Apple as a company start, not what is it yeah. doing or how is it doing it, but why, you know. Um, and why Apple started is because they believe that everybody needs to be able to be creative. Everybody needs to be able to create, um, you know, from their fingertips. And so they are creating these gadgets to enable people to create, you know. And that's why they're a mm. successful company, because they know their why, you mm. know. And so I ask this so no, that I, I know, that. I, you know. I love that. Yeah, so that I know what I the that. wife or the guests are, you know. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, yes. You know, even in in addition to that, I think um, getting into music, starting to write, because I was writing before I was singing, I always used to write. And it's because of being brought up in the environment I was brought up in, now, with your mom being Swahili and Muslim, and you know, <laughs> dad being Catholic. I, I always make this joke and I say, be, being brought up by a Muslim mom and a Catholic father means you're constantly in confession, whether you're, <laughs> You know, because every single thing is like guilt, guilt. 
Yeah, but um, also um, at the time, you know, um, I was born in 1981 and growing up, my teenage years were in the 90s, you know, late 90s. So as you're not, a girl is not supposed to be heard. You're just supposed to be seen and you're supposed to be seen looking pretty, you know, and doing um, jobs within the house to uplift the bomber not for yourself, you know? So the only way I found I could be heard was through music, yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that music became your weapon, like Felakuti, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Felakuti used to say, you know? <laughs> you, the things, there are things you can't say, and I'm finding this too myself for a long time, yes. for years, uh, for almost my whole life. I have worked with, mm. You know, I grew up in the church. I have worked with choir people. I have worked with uh, artists uh, like Ohangla, traditional artists. I've worked with Benga artists. I've worked with reggae artists because I was a reggae DJ for a while. Uh, I've worked with um, hip hop <laughs> artists, you know. I've worked with, uh, you know, Afrobeat artists. I've worked with people who started Afrobeat, you know, Debanj, uh, you know. I've worked wow. with. Yeah, I've worked with um, you know, uh, you know, country artists, rock artists, you know, uh, and what I've always uh, wanted to do is to be an artist myself, is to put out my own material, you know, <laughs> and so. But uh, you, you are an artist. Well, I don't think I have prioritized that. I've always been similar to what we were saying, creating space for other people and building a platform for other people. But I realized that I've been building a platform for myself, you know? And so when I work with the band that uh, I've been building, for nine years I've been building the One Vibe Band here in Seattle. We have the One Vibe Band in Kenya as well that I've also been building. And when I work with the musicians, because this is the longest period I've been working personally with the band on my material, uh, you know, from, from January to now, you know? So they are like, they are, no, no, not all of them are from Africa, but they are like, even though you are singing in a different language, most of my songs are in Luo, but I fuse a few English words here and there. But they're like, you know, we understand you. We, we now understand you spiritually, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, wow. This it, is it. You know, it took you guys a long time to understand me, but now I feel like we are communicating, you know, and I feel comfortable and we laugh, we joke. I feel like we are now free and we formed uh, a brotherhood uh, through music, you know? And it's something I'm that- I'm so happy for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I feel yes. like for me, it took years to accept that, you know, I'm actually an artist. And then it took years to, um, to embrace what I really have to offer as an artist. So now I'm hearing my own musicians and my own bandmates saying, you know, somebody was asking me, is Simon a singer? And I told them, no, Simon is a storyteller. You know? <laughs> so, yes. And then they asked him, yes. why are you saying he's a storyteller? Because he does not really sing. He, he has these ideas and he says them through music. And then I say, oh, maybe that's, what, that's exactly what I do, you know? So sometimes we just, Timeless. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I feel like I that's what that. you're doing. You know, I feel like that's I really similar to what you're doing. So much. Say more. Say more. Say more. That's 
I resonate with that so much because same way it took me a long time to actually be comfortable in the skin of a musician, you know? And then after that, it also took me further couple of, you know, number of years to be comfortable in the fire that I bring to whatever I do, you know? Um, the energy that I bring basically. Um, but all that is also because of the upbringing of, you know, when in Shana you're a girl, be seen, don't be heard. <laughs> yeah. But here we are. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So uh, you just dropped a song, Prayer. You know, I want you to talk about it uh, for a moment because you're talking about music and then let people know where they can get it, where they can stream it or support it or, uh, you know, engage with it. And then after that, I want you to talk about 254 Reggae Magazine. Okay, okay. Prayer. I love this song. Um, I was even singing it this morning, <laughs> every day. Um, I wrote the song, basically, first of all, let me give a big shout out to my amazing producer, Shamir, who I know you know. <laughs> Shamir is your producer. Too. Shamir is my producer. He's done a couple of songs in the album that I'm working on, but he's our producer. He's the one vibe producer. Yay! Yeah, we've worked with him for a long time, you know. Yeah, if you yeah, know if you know Shamir, yeah. then I think you know me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we we are family, bro. We are family. <laughs> we are family. Yeah. I've known Shamir for years, and it's amazing to be working with him. And also, um, Kabuba, um, another producer on it. This song. So actually just one thing. No. Sh Shamir yes. has always been very slippery. He does not want to come on my podcast. So now that you're here, <laughs> you should. <laughs> You should send him a link Do to this know, conversation. I've been, to, I've been trying to get him on my radio show as well, and it's impossible, right? <laughs> he has an amazing story, but uh, some I think he does not like the spotlight too much. Anyway, talk yeah, about prayer. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So the song, um, like I was saying, what inspired the song is um, since when COVID happened, you remember when when it first started and I don't know about, well, I'm sure you experienced the same there, but here in Nairobi, you know, the first lockdown, then we thought, okay, um, and things would be back to normal. It just became worse and worse and worse. And then even when the lockdowns were lifted, people were still very uncomfortable being around each other. You know, people were scared, terrifying. So we weren't really meeting. And to be honest, um, sometimes right now, I feel maybe I also got very pleasant, like I'm a new vivo, laziness, I don't know, because we are still not making the effort that we used to make before to link up with our friends and families. And so all I had to say in my meditation was, this is my prayer, you know, God, my people, wherever they are, because it's so long we used to be together a lot more before corona and now it's also because of the economy and life everything happening you know it's ridiculous atuonani and um the my first verse i say communication should be easy can i just sing it i think it will be easier yeah sing it <laughs> sing it sing it sing it okay. for us <laughs> thank you <laughs> so i say Communication should be easy, but in this life we are racing, I see 
Sa zingine ma stress tuni nyingi Idonbim kwa kwa sina makini Oja, watch over my people Protect them from evil As a lioness me trod Woman measure every word In my silence my prayers are heavy This my prayer Lord Oja, God all my people Me now append alone Yes, so you know Prayer, even in my silence, I'm praying for my people. I love that. It's just important for them to know that. Yeah. I love that. I think we should all be praying for each other. You know, the thing yeah. is, uh, yeah. in the world that we live in, some people pray for your downfall. They pray harder for your downfall than they pray for your well-being, you know. <laughs> I know, you know... Even there's a, in Kiswahili we say jicho ladege, you know, when someone's smiling at you, but in their heart, they're actually envying and jealous and just wishing your downfall. So they, when they look at you, when you leave their, their path, you end up with a swelled eye or pink eye, you know, <laughs> it's because someone looked at you um, badly with a negative intention. Yeah. We have to pray more for each other. We need to care more for each other. We need to be more conscious about our words, our actions to each other. Because honestly, as African people, we have been sidelined for the longest time, yet the power lies within us. You know, so I'm like, people, please emancipate your minds <laughs> it is time to love your brothers you love yourself love your sisters you love yourself uplift each other how you want to be uplifted you know yeah hundred percent hundred percent it's it's uh yeah. it's cheaper and more affordable to love than to hate you know when you hate yes. Yes. uh it's a burden to you you know because it's a burden to you than the person that you're hating you know uh yeah. For example, uh, here in America, we deal with racism, you know. Uh, there are people who, they don't just like black people, you know. Uh, when you are a black person and you are employed and you're doing well at work, the day that you think you're going to get a promotion, I'm talking about myself. There's a job I used to do. The day I thought I was going to get a promotion is the day I got fired, you know. And that happens to so many people here, you know. Uh, and there are people who, they don't just like you, you know. Uh, they don't just like you because you're black. They don't just like you because um, you look, you know, uh, attractive. They don't just like you because you sing, but they can't sing or they're shy about singing. So um, yeah. at the end of the day, you might say that, oh, I am a victim and uh, I am suffering because I have lost my job. I've, uh, this has happened to me. But the person who did it to you and... Uh, you know, the person who did it to you is probably suffering more. You know, they think they've inflicted the suffering on you, but they're inflicting it on themselves. You know, in, in Luo, we have a saying that uh, goes, and my mother loved this saying a lot, Kitimo maber, itimo nini wun. Kitimo maraj, itimo nini wun. Which means when you do good, you do it for yourself. And when you do bad, you also do it for yourself. You know, so... Um, yeah yeah so let's go to the next question here because uh we, we need to do another episode really can i yeah. can i just add on that we have one in kiswahili and it says raha kwangu mkuki kwako 
I love that, that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope that uh, Stella. Uh-huh. Go ahead. It basically means it basically means um, the person doing it to you. They think that they are attacking you, but they still leave you with your happiness. It's innate. It's coming from you. Whatever positivity you're giving, but that spear hits them instead. Yeah. 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 I love that. A lot a lot that I will be digesting. A lot of the conversations I have here on the Afia podcast, a lot of it I digest after personally, you know, because when I'm in silence, I think about like what you just said and I'm like, wow, this one this will 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 live with me for a long time, you know. Um one of the things that you do uh Binti Africa is the 254 Reggae magazine. I want you to talk yes. about it, you know, uh, just, uh, you know, paint a picture for us, you know, why is it important to you and uh, what do you yeah. want uh, those who are watching to do to support your work uh, with it? Yes, um, Kenyan Reggae Magazine, 254 Reggae Magazine, it's um, a radio show and it's on a community uh, radio station, Radio 254. Me, basically, this is um, an initiative that I came up with together with uh, Selector Kabuba and um, my original co-host Lucy Lugano, who's also a Kenyan reggae songbird. And, you know, we got tired of the conversation that Kenyan reggae DJs do not play Kenyan reggae music. And again, like I said, my grandma really instilled in me, do it yourself, you know, DIY, and don't usichoke, knock on the doors, knock, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, you know, until you get your message out there. So I'm really grateful that Radio 254 also gave me that platform. Um, the show airs every Saturday, 1 to 3 p.m. Um, East African time. Um, it's live. Uh, I have an amazing co-host, um, Microphone Templar, who's a dancehall, Kenyan dancehall artist, um, amazing DJ. He's actually the youngest DJ right now in the Kenyan reggae industry, and he's coming with so much energy. And, you know, I watched him twice on his lives, and I called him. I was like, you have to come to the radio station, and immediately signed him on because I knew someone would grab him so fast. <laughs> <laughs> we are growing because something I realized um, a lot of um, the selectors or DJs who've already made their names uh, and I tried to approach were not really seeing or feeling the vision, you know, and perhaps it's also because we as the, um, as an NGO, the radio station doesn't pay the hosts. We, it's, we do it for the love, you know? And um, the only way for us to earn any money is through advertising. So if somebody wants to advertise with the show, by the way, I'll send you the rate, the rate card. Maybe you can also add it on, on this link after. That's the best way for people to actually support um, the show and support what we do. But what we do is two hours of strictly Kenyan reggae music. And again, because I personally got tired of the conversation of oh DJs you're not playing our songs and I'm thinking I can do this it's always been a dream of mine to host anyway and I'm eloquent enough I you know I think I can do this I just needed a, a good team around me and I have an amazing team right now um it's fun you know it's and it's awesome being able to sit there and play this music and also enjoy my peers my colleagues work you know, I really do. I, I enjoy where we are right now. And Shamir is one of the biggest producers also of Kenyan reggae music. Um, 
not just his own songs, but uh, many, many artists, you know. Um, we have grown in leaps and bounds as Kenyan reggae. Um, I believe right now we are in a teething stage, so there's a lot of uh, pain and diarrhea here and there. <laughs> but, you know, it's good times. It's good to see that we're growing, you know, we're growing and it's amazing. Yeah, so 254 Reggae Mag every Saturday, each and every Saturday streaming live on Radio 254, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, 1 to 3 p.m. East African time. Yeah. Tune I love in. that. I love that. You said it's 1 to 3 p.m. every Saturday. Yes, Excellent. every Saturday. Excellent. Excellent. I love it. Yes. I love it. Well, you know, I'm very proud of you. You know, When I was in Kenya, uh, we had a reggae show. We, we, we did so many reggae shows. In fact, One Vibe Africa is a reggae movement it originally started as a reggae movement because i've been be following one vibe for years i've been yeah. following one vibe for years it's only we've just connected personally recently but i've been following one vibe africa for years <laughs> i used to think how will like how will they even know i exist <laughs> yeah well you exist you exist and uh you are doing incredible work, um, you know. I have been working on Madaraka Festival for nine years, you know, and I have also been feeling like that, you know. Uh, how will these sponsors know that we exist, you know? And now, after nine years, next year we are celebrating our 10-year anniversary. After nine years of putting in work, you know, every are you single year. Kenya? Is that, is that <laughs> for the 10th anniversary? Uh, you know, I don't know. To, to be honest with you, no. We are, we are not planning to do Madaraka Festival in Kenya. But, you know, if Ruto says, look, I'll bankroll everything. Oh, we will. We can do it. You know, you never know. You never know. So I, I won't know, say, you know. yeah, you never know. So I'll say, I don't know, you know, because you never know what tomorrow will bring, you know. Uh, but I, what I will say is we are ready. You know, I have a team that is ready anytime to do Madaraka Festival anywhere, even in the moon, you know. <laughs> so, I, I love that. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe Binti Africa will be stepping to Seattle to come and, and, and perform there. <laughs> why, why not? Why not? Why not? You know, um, yes. again, with the, with the Madaraka Festival as we speak, you know, we've learned the hard way to plan in advance and to put in the work like years ahead. So as we speak, yes. we, are, we are now just planning 2026, you know, 2024 wow. and 2025 is already planned wow. in terms of lineups, you know. So the only thing we are planning now or we are working towards is sponsorship for 2024 and 2026. Um, and amazing. Our, yeah, yeah. So we learned the hard way we've suffered and struggled and cried and uh now we are at a stage where you know uh the structure is built it's now adding uh you know oil here adding grease here painting here you know finding the right uh people to steer the vehicle you know and so uh i just wonder when we were doing this last madaraka festival as uh you know as a culture bearer in kenya uh yeah. what, what did it mean to you uh considering what you just say that you've been observing what we're doing for a while and you're also close to shamir who is close to everything we're doing 
<laughs> I know, I know. No, it's very inspiring. First of all, um, looking at the work that you're doing with young artists who are outside of the city, because here in Kenya, you know, everybody assumes that um, the best producers, the best, uh, like everything, you have to be in Nairobi, but you actually don't anymore. You know, so I love uh, the setup that you do also in Kisum with Shamir. I see the works that he posts, um, also teaching music production as well, which is so important because we want the quality of our music to be accepted on the international standard. You know, you want to play it and the quality is the same. You're not having to add the song because this Kenyan track has come in. Now you have to add the volume and tweak the, <laughs> the levels, you know. Um, it really it really means a lot to me. Um, I also was uh, wondering if there's a way to do some work in songwriting because I would love to that's, you know, <laughs> one thing I've been thinking about for lots of, uh, a number of years when I look at the work that you're doing as well. And when I say songwriting, I'm specifically speaking about Kiswahili because that's a lot of, um, Kiswahili is my first language. I have to then translate to English. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe yeah, that it's yeah. definitely important um, to encourage young people especially here in the diaspora but also back home to communicate in Kiswahili yes. you know um, I'm a father of three girls you know and my girls speak enough Kiswahili uh, and understand enough Kiswahili that sometimes I talk to them they can't answer but they understand it fully and sometimes I am with <laughs> them and their friends and we can have a conversation without them feeling ashamed. You know, sometimes some, a, a child is doing something wrong, but if you tell them in English, everybody will know, you know? So we switch yes. our language quickly and then they correct their nice. move. And everybody's like, what did they just say? You know, what just happened? But we don't tell anybody else what we did. And it's such a powerful thing, you know, that I feel, and it's a, it's a, you know, it's a great relationship that I have with my kids and it's just the language. So uh, we should really value that. And if there are more Kiswahili songs, people like my daughters would benefit directly from what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So talk to Shamir, talk to Shamir. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. By the way, do you know, can I just say, um, I, I must salute you because a lot of my brothers and sisters who've been in America for the longest time have the full on American accent. How you manage to evade that? I don't know. <laughs> Big up yourself. <laughs> yeah, I can't, uh, I can't pretend that I'm more American. <laughs> than the american people you know i'm 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 kenyan uh i'm luo and then kenyan and then african you know and then i'm a global yeah. citizen you know because of the work that i do i work with people from yeah. across the world you know uh for example this show there are people in brazil afro-brazilians uh people in mexico uh people in the caribbean people in jamaica watch this show by the way these uh uh, there are brothers that watch this show consistently from the very beginning. Uh, this show began in nice. February. Yeah, yeah. This show nice. began February 2020 when the pandemic was beginning, you know. Uh, and uh, a lot of people from across the African diaspora value it, you know. Uh, and so yes. 
for me this is also a place where i practice my africanness you know that's why it's grounded on proverbs that. you know what i mean uh so yes yeah i just want you to share with us your closing remarks because we are a little past time but uh i want us yeah. to plan another session where we can have you back again yes. you know when you have a new song you know anything that you want us to help push uh please come back but for now take a moment share anything i didn't ask you that you really want to speak about and uh, your closing comments um what do i want to speak about um i would like to okay i think the biggest thing for me is that um i believe everybody especially in the diaspora um all the kids this is to my fellow kenyans who are in the diaspora because i know that you also are big consumers of kenyan music but i'd like you to step up and check the new music not just the vintage atwezi bakia kule kwa manzi wa nairobi you know like those songs back then there's a lot of new music please check it out and and be proud you know of your people we're doing amazing work especially reggae music in Kenya uh, very recently my music also started playing in Jamaica and they're loving it so much that uh, they also are talking about starting to use Kiswahili in their in their music you know um, Kiswahili kitukuzwe <laughs> Yes. Um I would love for you to also tune in to Kenyan Reggae Magazine. In fact, Saturday is tomorrow. I'm on air tomorrow and it's going to be an amazing show. 1 to 3 p.m. East African time, so Kenyan time. Um streaming live, so just check Radio 254 live on YouTube. You will find the the show going on. Um again, if you have um any businesses out there, anything you want your your fellow Kenyans here to know about, you can advertise on our show um the the money's will definitely go towards pushing the show more helping us to do much more you know reach out to more people because the next stage is to actually take it to the streets we want to show you how the artists actually live like sessions you know just trodding and one to one yeah but as you know all these things require funding um my music i have a big mixtape coming out which is going to be on sale um all you need to do is follow binti africa music on facebook and that's africa ya kiswahili with a k so binti africa music on facebook that's my music page and everything will be up there all the details and also how to purchase the mixtape it's amazing and it has a lot of my new music in there as well yeah Thank you thank you so much. Uh, I deeply appreciate you for making the time for us to connect today uh and for your contribution to the culture, you know, to the reggae music, uh you know, worldwide. I deeply appreciate it. Uh to our viewers and listeners, uh thank you so much for joining us today. Uh we do this Monday to Friday 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, that's 4 p.m. Kenyan time or East African time. I just want to give a quick shout out to some of my incredible uh you know viewers and listeners uh Frederick uh Frederick Diff joined us on uh Facebook and he's saying word binti and one vibe africa and then uh Masha Mutisi uh you know Lady Lion also joined us from Seattle uh and she's saying uh, she loves your look binti africa and then Wayne Metho <laughs> Yeah, when Metho is joining us from San Francisco and he's saying this is awesome, he's very proud and very very proud. 
So uh, I just want you, if you're watching, take a minute and subscribe to my YouTube channel and also give this video a thumbs up. That's how we ensure that this channel is growing. You know, as we continue growing it, we will continue bringing you incredible guests like Binti Africa, who is here with us today. Uh, have a nice weekend and take great care of yourselves. Binti Africa, I'll, I'll be in touch with you. Thank you so much for all that you do. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. And don't forget to subscribe to Binti Africa Music on YouTube as well. <laughs> excellent, yes, excellent. Thank you so much. Okay. Much love. Blessings. Okay. Much love, blessings. Father in America. Tujikaze, tujikaze, jikaze. Tujikaze, tujikaze, jikaze. Africa, tujikaze, tujikaze, jikaze. America. Tujikaze, tujikaze, jikaze. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo, live from Seattle.